all voices depicted on the answering machine, celebrity or otherwise, are of a fictitious manner, and do not represent the views or attitudes of actual persons, living or dead. We're sorry. The person you are trying to reach is not available. Please leave your message after the beep. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Answering Machine. I'm Don Tacano. For those of you listening who have no idea what this podcast is about, let me explain. I've been traveling all over the country for many years, collecting all sorts of answering machine tapes. Most of these tapes tell the story of a person. And this week's episode is no different. A mother always loves her son, and Rhonda Cartwright was certainly no exception. A local small business owner, Cartwright juggled that with taking care of her own two children. Her oldest was her teenage daughter, Amber, but it was clear that her favorite was Scotty Cartwright, who was about to turn eight years old. In order to make her son happy, she promised to give her son the greatest, grandest, most unforgettable birthday party ever known to man, or in this case, child. Word began to spread around town about Scotty Cartwright's birthday party, and how massive it was going to be. One woman in particular, Madeline Gore, caught wind of how spectacular it was going to be and was none too happy about her own son not being invited, nor was at all excited about the party itself. New message. May 19th, 1997, at 1.41. PM. Hi, Rhonda. This is Madeline Gore. My son Timothy is in the same class as your son, Scotty. Timothy came home from school yesterday crying about how he wasn't invited to Scotty's birthday party. Look, I know my son had lice, but that was six months ago. Everyone gets lice. I think it's really unhealthy to ostracize a child, Rhonda. Look at you, Rhonda. Your husband left you for a stewardess. Great job. And you think my son has problems? I have a crazy person makes your son's birthday cake and puts poison in it. If you don't eat it, you can all die. Fuck you, Rhonda. Fuck you. Rhonda's daughter, Amber Cartwright, had a life of her own in spite of being a teenage girl still living at home. It appeared that Amber's interests were not exactly smiled upon by her mother. New message, May 19th, 1997, at 7.17 p.m. Mom, it's me. Look, I'll be home late tonight because Todd is taking me to go see I Know What You Did Last Summer at the Multiplex. And listen, I am leaving you a message as to where I will be so you won't freak out about me being kidnapped and found dead. Like, I can't believe that you would think that just because I listen to Marilyn Manson that I'm, like, in some kind of satanic cult. (laughs) I'm not. It's like, you think my friends are going to sacrifice me to bring Satan back from hell? Well, that's great, Mom. Real nice. You know, maybe if you wouldn't spend so much time worrying about me, you'd realize that you sound like a complete lunatic. (laughs) You know, if I ever grow up to be like you, God forbid, I would at least 
understand where my children are coming from and not just think right away that they're terrible people. Look, anyway, I'll be home later tonight. Kids sure do love ice cream, don't they? And they love cake. And this was no surprise that little Scotty Cartwright was a huge fan of both. New message. May 20th, 1997 at 11.14 a.m. This is Tom Carvel. We have several cakes for kids to enjoy. We have Dumpy the Pumpkin, Fudgy the Whale, Cookie Puss, Doo-Doo the Doberman. We have a Willem Dafoe cake. We also have a... Hello, this is Eleanor calling from the Carvel Cake Company. I just want to let you know some unfortunate news. We have a policy of not making customized cakes here at Carvel. We have a wide selection of cakes ranging from Cookie Puss to do do the Doberman, and I do apologize for your specific request of having an ice cream cake that features such popular characters as Spider-Man, Batman, the Power Rangers, Leslie Snipes, Randall Tex Cobb, the Menendez Brothers, and Jackie Gleason cannot be met due to corporate standards, and also there would be an infringement lawsuit against our company if we were to feature copyrighted images of popular characters. So we'd be more than happy to sell you a William Defoe cake or Fudgy the Whale. If you're still interested, please call back at... This is the Carvel Cake Company located in Rubenton, Connecticut. Thank you for your time. It sounded as if Scotty Cartwright loved animals and his mother did the best she could to fulfill many of his wishes, including having a live tiger at his birthday party. New message, May 20th, 1997 at 12.47 p.m. Hello, I'm calling for Rhonda Cartwright. This is Carly Cole. The local tiger wrangler, Tori! Get down from there! Tori, no! Ah, get off me! No! Sorry about that. Anyway, I'm calling because you wanted to hire me to let my tiger, Tony, show up for your son's birthday party. I normally don't do parties. I mainly do film, print ads, and TV productions, and having Tony interact around a bunch of children can be very dangerous. Tony! Tony, you can get lost. God! Tony, stop it! Tony, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Tony, that's not... That's my leg! That is not a chew toy! Oh, I just wanted to call to see if you think this over. Tony is not the type of tiger who will let kids pet him or ride on his back. Tony! It appeared that Rhonda's party for her son was becoming as popular as a celebrity scandal or an overseas hostage situation. Rhonda's brother, Vince Cartwright, made his living around town as Dopey the Clown, 
a popular clown who entertained children's parties. When he learned of Scotty's party and that he hadn't been consulted to perform, he was none too pleased. New message. May 20th, 1997 at 3.11 p.m. Rhonda, this is Vince. Look, I heard about the birthday party with Ron Fiscotti, and I figure, you know, I am Dopey the Clown, the most popular clown of the Tri-County area, and Scotty is my nephew, so you put the two and two together, it makes sense, I should perform at that party, alright? What is wrong with you? You tell me Scotty is too old for clowns? He's turning eight! You're never too old for clowns! I did a birthday party for the mayor, and he's 65 fucking years old, and he fucking loves clowns! Rod, I'm your brother. Look, okay? What if I just show up anyway? I just hang out in my clown suit and not bother anybody. Would that be fine with you? Would that be okay? I'll just eat some cake and shit. If it makes you happy. Because I won't bother any of the kids because they're all grown up and they're matured past clowns. Can't even fucking believe this. Call me back. Based on these calls, it appeared that Rhonda Cartwright tried to book the popular rock group Aerosmith to perform at Scotty's birthday party. Although it would take an awful lot of money to make this happen, Rhonda would stop at nothing to make this a reality. A reality that was about to turn grim. New message. May 20th, 1997 at 7.00. 40 p.m. Hello, I'm calling for Rhonda Cartwright. This is Yuri Nurncourt, the uh, booking manager for Aerosmith. Uh, you know, normally we don't get calls such as these, and I commend you on passion through to at least me. Uh, wow, we don't play kids' parties unless it's one of our attorney's kids, and yeah, we've actually never even done that before. Uh, it's not that money is an object here, it's just having the greatest rock and roll band in the world catered to a bunch of pipsqueaks is kind of a fucking joke for us. Um, I know you offered to perform blowjobs on each of the band members, and don't get me wrong, that's really appreciated, but we're currently in Los Angeles recording this song, and unless you want to fly to L.A. to suck Steven and Joe's dick, even that won't be a guarantee uh, that, that they're going to play a kid's birthday party. You're welcome to do it. <sighs> And I'll tell you what, we can get you Edward Furlong for 500 bucks. He, he was in the Living on the Edge video. Uh, so if you're interested in Edward Furlong showing up, it's just 500 bucks. Um, and he actually just turned 18, so feel free to suck his dick, too. Anyway, call me back if you're interested. Thanks a lot. A staple of any child's birthday party is the fun, universal activity of piñatas. Rhonda Cartwright sought out the best of piñatas for her son, no matter the cost. New message. May 21st, 1997, at 10.06 a.m. <laughs> Hello, I'm calling for Rhonda Cartwright. This is Steve of Pinata Warehouse. Just calling to let you know that we are unable to create a life-size pinata of your ex-husband. 
Now, we did receive a photograph of your ex-husband, and based on his body type, he does appear to be on the overweight type. Now, it's a very tricky process to mold an overweight person and then build a pinata into it. So, unfortunately, the best I can do is tell you a life-size John F. Kennedy pinata. I mean, your ex and John F. Kennedy sort of look alike. I don't even think your son would know who John F. Kennedy is anyway, so I guess you could pass off as your ex-husband. If you have any questions, call me back at Again, this is Steve at Pinata Warehouse. Thank you. As the days passed, it appeared that Rhonda Cartwright still hadn't patched things up with her teenage daughter, Amber. An angry Amber Cartwright kept widening the bond between mother and daughter, and Rhonda seemed to be losing the battle. New message. May 21st, 1997. At 8.31 p.m. Mom, it's me. Are you seriously going to hire Aerosmith to play Scotty's birthday? He doesn't even listen to Aerosmith. Like, just because you walked in on him watching an Aerosmith video on MTV once doesn't mean that he's, like, a fan of his band. Jesus. And not only that, but can you even afford Aerosmith? Because I'm sure they're like a million dollars to hire to play, especially for some kid's birthday party. Like, have you gone insane, really? Like, do you have a brain tumor? Because that's the only explanation for why you're acting so crazy right now. So look, I'm spending the night at Todd's. I know I'm 16, but you know what? Todd and I love each other. And, yeah, we're doing it, too. Bet you love to hear that, huh? Look, I'll be back tomorrow morning. Although it seemed crystal clear that Rhonda's brother, Vince, would not be hired to entertain his nephew and other children at the party, Vince decided enough was enough that he would be attending the party anyway. New message. May 22nd, 1997, at 3.05 a.m. Hey kids, it's Dobie the Clown! Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, I'm not good enough for Scotty Cartwright's birthday party. Oh, I guess Scotty and his friends don't want any balloon animals or piñatas or, or clown noses. Oh, so sorry. So sorry. Listen, what if I just came over and, and let them throw cream pies at me? You know, I got a lot of cream pies. I got so many cream pies, you would shit, Rhonda. For realness. For serialness. Rhonda, stop being such a bitch. <sighs> I could have been somebody. With the year being 1997, no doubt that kids like Scotty Cartwright were huge fans of popular sports stars. One sports star in particular had caught the attention of Rhonda Cartwright. And again, she tried her hardest to see if he could attend Scotty's party. 
New message. May 22, 1997, at 9:16 a.m. Hello, I'm calling from Ronda Cartwright. This is Derek Jeter from the New York Yankees. Uh, normally, I'd have my publicist contact you, but I've decided to contact you directly. Look, lady, I appreciate the fact that your son is a big fan of mine and he looks up to me, but you can't call and leave messages every 10 minutes begging me to come to Connecticut for your son's birthday party. And also, you want me to wrestle a live tiger in front of your son? What the fuck is wrong with you? Do I look like someone that does that for a living? Or seeking for your enrolling not available? What makes you think I would come to your son's birthday party? I'm playing ball right now. <sighs> look. I'll send your son an autographed baseball or some shit, but you have to stop calling my publicist. You're just coming off as some crazy-ass person. As fantastical as Scotty Cartwright's birthday party was going to be, reality was about to hit Rhonda Cartwright, and it was going to hit her hard. New message, May 22nd, 1997, at 11.14 a.m. Hello, Rhonda Cartwright. This is Thomas Higgins. I'm a loan officer at uh, Foster National Bank. How are you? Just wanted to touch base with you. You requested a loan for $20 million. Well, I'm calling to express some rather unfortunate news. You see... Our branch assets don't exceed past 500000 Not only that, but you'd have to put down a 10% cash retainer. In this case, $2 million. Unless you're Bill Gates, um, I don't have any findings or evidence that you can supply the collateral of $2 million. I apologize, Ms. Cartwright. And again, my name is Thomas Higgins. If you have any questions in regards to this matter, contact me at... Thanks and have a great day. It is no doubt a shame that Rhonda Cartwright couldn't patch things up with her teenage daughter sooner. Typically the bond between mother and daughter remains strong, but not this bond. New message. May 22nd, 1997, at 10.06 p.m. Mom, it's me. Look, I can't make it to Scotty's birthday party this weekend, okay? Todd and I are going to go see Primus in upstate New York. They're his favorite band. And I know what you're thinking, and it's not the end of the world. And, um, listen, Mom, Todd and I are getting an apartment together. I tried telling you the other day, but, like, you wouldn't shut up about how Scotty's birthday is ruined because Aerosmith isn't coming. Well, duh, Mom, they're Aerosmith. I just I can't live in this house anymore. You've clearly gone mad, and I'm tired of being the brunt of all the shit that's making you crazy. You just, you don't get it, Mom. Todd and I love each other, and we're going to live together. So, deal with it. That concludes another exciting episode of The Answering Machine. 
This episode was written and produced by me, Don Tacano. I would like to thank the following people for participating in this week's episode. Starring in alphabetical order, Chase Bernstein played the Carvel Ice Cream Cake Customer Service Representative. Brandon Burkhart played the Foster National Bank Loan Representative. Eric DeDorian played Derek Jeter. Megan Keister played Madeline Gore, the Angry Mother. Scott Lurs played the Pinata Warehouse Customer Service Representative. Naomi Rohatton played Amber Cartwright, Rhonda's daughter. Morgan Russell played Carly Cole, the Tiger Wrangler. Nick Rutherford played Yuri Unicourt, the manager of Aerosmith. Chuck Watkins played Vince Cartwright, or Dopey the Clown. And finally, yours truly, played both Tom Carvel and Pepe, the mascot of Pinata Warehouse. If you have any questions, feedback, or would like to make a donation to this podcast, please email me at the Answering Machine Podcast. That's one word. The Answering Machine Podcast at gmail.com. Also, The Answering Machine is on Twitter. Follow at Answering Machine. There's no A in machine, spelled at the letter A. N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, W as in Wooly, E as in Edward, R as in Romeo, I as in Idiot, N as in Nancy, G as in Gmail, M as in Mike, C as in Charlie, H as in Hallucination, I as in Idiot, N as in Nancy, E as in Elephant. Yes. So, uh, we're on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Stay tuned for another exciting episode of The Answering Machine, coming soon. I'm Don Takano, and thank you for listening.